0: Welcome to today on broadway for wednesday june 9th 2021 i am tell me on a sunday podcast grace aki
1: and i'm broadway radio's matt Tamanini.
0: As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Matt, it's been like a week since we've talked. I hope you had a good weekend, a good break.
1: I did, yeah. Um, I. When was the last time we did a show together? Oh, right, you were moving last week. Yeah, That's why we didn't yeah. do the shows last week. That's why I was like, <laughs> did I forget something? No, you're right. Yeah, you were minute. moving. It's been a hot minute. You moved back up to the NYC area to Hoboken. Yeah. Um, and that's actually perfect because you went on like your first official press visit as part of Broadway radio on Tuesday, which was very exciting. And we're going to talk all about it at the end of the episode.
0: We are. I'm super excited to talk about it. And um, yeah, it was so crazy being back in the city because I was like, oh, right. It's hot as balls. Like it's literally so it's it's steamy. It's, it's like pork buns. I can't. I was peeling myself off of the sidewalk. It was so hot, and um, you can yeah. see that if you followed the Instagram uh, story takeover that I was doing on Broadway Radio because I was I was it was schwitzing. Sh- Is that sh- the right word?
1: Schwitzing. Yes, I, th- I think th- I think <laughs> schwitzing might not be enough to encompass the type of sweating uh, that you seem to be indicating that you were doing. But as a southerner, and I've lived yeah. in the South now since 2006, 2007. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, It's just a different kind of heat in New York in the summer. Like, that's right. Even down here in Central Florida, where it gets like to the low 90s with like a gazillion percent humidity every day, it's just different. It hits different in New York.
0: It hits different. That's exactly how you should put it because it's not the same kind of heat that I've experienced. I'm a Georgia girl and I'm used to heat, but like, there's trees. And like in New York City, it's just like, hey, we're just gonna blast you with the sun.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you can see it. And it's a concrete concrete. radiating up. Yeah. Anyway. All right. This is not a weather podcast. (laughs) I'm um, sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Although
1: it could be. Um, Anyway. So (laughs) um, real quick, I I know you probably want to talk about Patreon, but I want to remind everybody that the very uh, next episode of, of Jan Simpson's, all the drama podcast will be coming up on Patreon this weekend, in which she dives into the very first Pulitzer prize winner for drama that was written by an African-American artist. So stay tuned to that. And her very first episode of all the drama will finally hit the regular feed this weekend so pay attention for both of those and if you want to get over on our Patreon head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon
0: thank you for that tidbit I appreciate that see we all learn
1: teamwork makes the dream work (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. So here's some news. So just one day, if you listen to the show yesterday, you know that Ashley and I were talking about, you know, some possible casting for Annie live. It's literally my only life goal this year is to try to predict this cast. And guess what? None of that worked out because today they announced that Miss Hannigan will be played by, and I can't y'all, if you told me two years ago, this would happen. I would not have believed you, but it is official Taraji cookie lion p henson oscar and emmy award nominee will play miss hannigan in the upcoming annie live this winter december 2nd as we all know this role has been coveted by character actors and comedians alike like Carol Burnett from the first movie, Jane Lynch, Kathy Bates, even Cameron Diaz in the recent film adaptation.
1: Yeah.
0: I I was genuinely shocked and genuinely surprised and thrilled about this casting announcement. I don't know how you feel, Matt. We haven't checked in about this, but I do want to know how how you're doing.
1: I love me some Taraji. Like I first, <laughs> like I I never watched Empire, but I loved the TV show right. that she was on. Called, oh man, I forget what it was called. Um, it was with um Jim Caviezel and the bad guy from Lost, who I interviewed at one point. I can't think of his name right now, but um. She was a New York police detective, and then she left. The show was never quite as good without Taraji P Henson, but she is great. Um, I think she's super interesting in this role, and it actually makes me really excited to see yeah. where they're going with this casting. Or, you know, what this kind of shows us what they're going for with this uh, this mu- mu- TV musical. Like, is it going to yeah. be stars of? her caliber um rounding out the cast if so like that yeah that's
0: a big get like we have to yeah. just say that like that's kind of a huge deal like i don't know if anybody listening saw like hustle and flow or loves yeah. her from you know empire she is an iconic figure, and this is kind of a big deal. Now, if Terrence Howard comes out of the woodwork and he plays Daddy Warbucks, I will absolutely freak out. But that's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> I mean, he he's had a. No. I mean, he's done his share of singing on screen before. It would not no, be I mean. the first time. Um, but yeah, I mean, who who knows? I, I think this is true. Now, real quick, who who were some of your ca- favorite casting picks for Miss Hannigan? <laughs>
0: For Miss Hannigan, I hadn't even gotten there. I kept like I was so laser focused on like Daddy Warbucks and you know Lily and Rooster and all this stuff. I I was like, I don't know who I would pick. Like I I think there's so many incredible uh female or and like honestly, it could be a gender bending um moment for this character. I think that, that could have happened. Uh so I think that there are a ton of options at play. Like I was hoping it would not be someone as like I I assumed that because it was NBC, they would just go with Kate McKinnon and she's incredible. But like, I I just thought that if they're going to take the easy way out, they'll just pick her. Um, So this was a surprising casting. I I would never have thought of it. Um, I don't have any. Did you, did you have any like, Oh, I want to see this person.
1: I did not, but, um, uh, If you're going to go the Saturday Night Live route, like you just mentioned with Kate McKinnon, I would have probably preferred um, A.D. Bryant. Like, I think she probably would have been really, really interesting in that role. So, Cicely Strong would have been really good, too. And obviously, she's doing the whole musical thing with Schmigga Dune. But Mm -hmm. I agree. Like, I think it's really interesting to have. Um, a black actress in that role. It's not the first time that's happened. Obviously, Nell Carter played her in Mm -hmm. one of the revival. I don't know one of the revivals on Broadway, and like her performance, to use your word, is iconic. (laughs) And um, I think it's really interesting. I also wonder if this means that we are going to have, you know, a an either an all black cast or maybe a majority black or person of color cast. Like, I think that would be really interesting. Obviously, as you mentioned, the most recent, uh, big screen remake, uh, Annie was a black girl. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in this. Like I unironically generally love most of these NBC musicals, despite the, the online commentary and there's always things to pick apart, but like, I think they're super important and I hate that, like the immediate default for so much of the, Theater, Twitter, intelligentsia is to like hate on them, and uh, I yeah. think I think and I and there's obviously they're not perfect. I mean, they're not you know they're not even great in some cases, but like they're they're I think they're important, and I think with getting somebody like Taraji P Henson to mm-hmm. be in this, like that raises the stakes, and I hope that um and and getting uh, Lear de Bessonnet to direct like <laughs> right. like this is this is cool i'm very interested in this but also person of interest was the name of the tv show that i was thinking about it was on cbs with <laughs> um, uh, with jim Caviezel. also uh, michael emerson um who is who i was talking about who i've interviewed from um, from lost he played ben linus on lost tons of theater credits um for for him as well but Anyway, can I
0: just throw this out because we were just talking about casting? Yes. I, honestly, it just came to me because we were talking about like people of color and how this could be a thing. What about Daniel Day Kim as Daddy Warbucks? I just want to throw it out there.
1: That's not bad. That's not bad. D- did he.
0: He did The King and I.
1: Well, I was going to say, did he shave? He, I don't think he shaved his head for The King and I is what I was going to ask. Um, he didn't pull the full Yule Brenner. I don't think. I think he had a, a very angular haircut for that, but he'd have to shave <laughs> his head. Um, that would be Daniel. Daniel Day Kim would be would be great. Um Depending on the age of who they go with with some of these other folks, um, I would not mind seeing David Allen Greer as as Daddy Warbucks as well. A yeah. three time, a th- two or three time Tony nominee, um, I, I think would be maybe four at this point. I don't remember um, a multi time Tony nominee. Like, I think mm-hmm. he would be great and he looks good bald, um, but he might be. <laughs> I feel like they might be going a little younger, um, yeah. so he might be a little old. But like, I think there's a lot of really good options and I'm really much looking forward to this uh, coming up in December.
0: There you go. All right, so some more news. Uh, The Broadway League announced that they will commemorate Juneteenth with a special celebration in Times Square featuring cast members from Tina, the Tina Turner Musical, Thoughts of a Colored Man, so much more. Um, This year, 2021, will be the first time that Juneteenth will be an official holiday in New York State. So this uh, June 19th concert will begin at noon Eastern Time in Times Square between 43rd and 44th Street. I'm assuming that the Broadway League is going to stream this somehow so that everybody can see it. Uh, But, yeah, I'm excited that they're trying to commemorate this in some way, and it seems like a lot of great uh, Broadway actors are on board. So we'll we'll keep you updated with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's Tina, Thoughts of a Colored Man, Girl from the North Country, Lion King, Moulin Rouge, Phantom, uh, Lilius White is going to be there. Yeah. The one thing that makes me a little concerned is the fact <laughs> that again, Ben Ben Vereen is on the ticket, and like it's just. It,
0: What do we do with that? I don't don't, don't don't know. know.
1: I don't know because like his situation is I mean, all these situations of people who've been accused of some sort of sexual misconduct or assault or whatever are are different. And um, and he is not nearly as egregious as someone like Harvey Weinstein, but he's not not egregious so yeah, i don't yeah. know why it's hard
0: to, you can't compare right. people's traumas and you can't compare people's abuse it's totally. like when that is that that sucks goodbye
1: yeah and so <laughs> it's just like i i, I don't understand why yeah. there's been nearly no pushback on this at all and like i'm not against people having second chances i think we all deserve second chances and yeah. it, but i just feel like there hasn't like this has just been overlooked, and the fact it that was. someone like Will be uh, William Ivy Long is f- actually starting <sighs> to have some blowback from this, with the cast of Diana like basically demanding that he no longer be involved with the production. Like those two are similar to me Mm -hmm. to a certain extent because they were public accusations that didn't seem to go anywhere and now it has for william ivy long but not ben vereen and maybe things happen behind the scenes i don't know it just feels (laughs) weird to be doing this really really cool celebration for juneteenth this big initiative um um, in the middle of times square with the legendary lilius white and then Mm -hmm. ben vereen it's a downer to me when I think about these big events and he pops up in concerts and all this stuff everywhere. It's just, it's a little weird to me, Grace.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I thought the exact same thing. I got so excited when I saw him backstage at the Cheetah Rivera awards. And then my brain went, wait, wait, ah, wait, ah, I don't know. You know, I saw him when I was young and wicked and I freaked out. Um, it's, it's very challenging. So I think that all of us just kind of have to go you know, what do we think about this and what are our choices and what are our boundaries? And I I appreciate that you talk about it. So today I was so honored to attend the preview of the drama bookshop that opens on Thursday, June 10th. So tomorrow, special thanks to the press room for setting all of it up because it was, I was, I was so excited. I'm, I'm a big, like, bookstore nerd, like anytime there's, Shame. there's a, an opportunity. Oh, okay, great. Like anytime there's an opportunity, when I go out of town, I will, I will Google the crap out of um, the local bookshops. Like I, every time I go visit my friend Kara, like, you know, like I go to uh, Williamsburg or yeah, whatever. Lots I of stuff to. in
1: Virginia and DC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, There's so many. And so like, I, I was, I was freaking out. I was so nervous because it was exactly as gorgeously epic as I thought it would be. It was romantic. It was a theater kid's dream. It was meticulously. Fun got out without being too busy. It was the perfect mix of like modern theater, European reading rooms. I mean, I I could have cried, honestly, like it was just, <laughs> it was everything I wanted. And, and um, I, I, you know, everybody's been excited about this opening since June, you know, like What 2019 when the other um, other one closed shut down? Right. So that's kind of where I'm at. I was I was so shocked at how wonderful it was. But of course, like what did I expect? I mean, these are the the guys that created Hamilton. These are the guys that you know are are dreamers, they're creators, and they they appreciate what the the people that go to these places because um Tommy Kale literally wrote you know, in the Heights with Lynn in in the basement, like yeah. <laughs> of the drama bookshop. So yeah.
1: yeah, Tommy didn't write it. Lynn wrote it. Tommy directed it yeah, yeah, yeah. and they did it in yeah. the basement in the old performance <laughs> space. And um, here in a minute, you had a conversation with the man who designed it, who has been on Broadway Radio before David Quarrens. And so I've listened to that interview already. So I don't want to steal anything from that. So beyond the stuff that you talked about, you talked about the big sculpture, you talked about the chairs beyond that stuff. What was your favorite part? of the bookshop and you can say the mocha choco latte tea or whatever it was (laughs) that you got, but what was your favorite part of, of the drama bookshop?
0: Yeah, this is not in the interview. It was just on the Instagram stuff, but I'm glad you brought it up because the barista staff, they were all really awesome. They built a little mini coffee shop in the drama bookshop, which was not there before. And they had a great menu. They asked me like what my milk preference was. I was like, oh yes, I'm going to love this place because I am an oat milk person. Everything else gives me the runs. And so um, they they made me a delicious chai tea latte. It was the best thing in the world. Uh, so I really loved that element because not because I'm like, a sucker for a coffee shop because I am but because I felt like they they took the time to really curate a space that you wanted to stay in it was not a place where I would go well I need to buy this book for school this was a place that you wanted to meet your friends get some books get a coffee like enjoy the theater district because it's it's on 39th so it's a little you know further out from I mean the closest theater I guess is the yeah. niederlander um but yeah it yeah. was just a it felt it felt warm uh the I I, I'm also a sucker for like some old school European architecture and like the way that the chairs are made. I'm a, I'm also a chair person. Like this is just, it was everything I wanted.
1: Aren't you at this point? I I know.
0: I'm sorry. I just said like a million things. This is what I am. So I, I don't know. It was great. That's all I can say. I mean um, yeah, I think they really, they really focused and catered to the people that really will come. And that's, that's what's important to me because they could have just said, okay, we're going to buy the drama bookshop and then we're going to open up a bookshop. And they said, no, we are, we are creating bookshelves specifically designed for these types of scripts. And then they change it. You know, you go to another section and it's like, these books are, um, you know, classics. We're going to make sure that they keep the binding at a certain height. Like it was so thoughtful and meticulous that of course, any other team would not have would not have done it this way and so that's what made all of this so special and that's why i was so honored to talk to david corns about it because when you hear about the bookworm and when you hear about all the stuff when you step in your mind is going to explode
1: i can't wait it's right around the corner from uh the obsessed well yes that um but the (laughs) obsessed network office my company's office so when i'm in new york it'll be just around the corner from uh from our studio so very much looking forward to finally getting to see it whenever i'm in new york next
0: Awesome. So before we let you hear even more about the bookshop, we'd like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Upstart. I dread looking at my credit card statement every month. And if you do too, I don't blame you at all. But Upstart can lift the weight off of your shoulders so that you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt.
1: Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, whether it's trying to take all of the debt that you have and just put them into one lump sum that you pay off once a month, or if you need to go to the drama bookshop and just buy one of everything, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment.
0: Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, which let's face it is a made up number. Like, you know, they look at your income, your employment history, all the important stuff. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan.
1: Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway.
0: Don't forget to use our URL to let know that we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application go to upstart.com slash broadway so getting back into it i got to talk with emmy award-winning creative director and designer of the shop david corens about the incredible layout the collaborative process and more so stick around stay tuned and listen so This is kind of, like, unlike any other bookshop I've ever been to. I mean, this is kind of, this is new for, I don't know, you have never done, like, uh, a bookshop or you know something that's more like useful like a coffee shop and all that kind of stuff like how were you able to marry like Your theatrical set design also your film design like how were you able to kind of combine both to where it was a usable space?
2: Right, so I, I have done um, other restaurants and other kind of yeah. hospitality things, but I've never done a bookshop Right. Yeah. and I've certainly never done a bookshop um, owned uh, by Lynn and Tommy and Jeffrey and
0: <laughs> yeah um,
2: and so You know, I think that first and foremost, we wanted to kind of honor this hundred plus legacy of this incredible um, institution. And I have to say, like, this is their world. I'm just living in it. They're Mm -hmm. giving this incredible, incredible present to the community in my mind. Yeah. And they just helped. They just like allowed me to help them wrap it. Um, <laughs> fair, fair. And so, you know, we, we we just tactically, we spent a lot of time just figuring out what needed to happen, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. what, what had to happen, like how many bookshelves, what's the linear feet, yeah. how did we want to use the space, how did we imagine and dream that we would eventually use it, how would it be different, conceived of the kind of coffee shop thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then we talked about how we could kind of like eventize the world. We are yeah. theater makers, yeah. right? Um, we didn't just want to make a place where you came to buy books. You could buy books online. Yeah. We wanted to create a place that people would come and share interesting ideas mm-hmm. and be part of a community and um, invest in themselves and their futures the way that Tommy and Lynn sat in the old drama bookshop and, <laughs> yeah. and you know created In the Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that bookworm is kind of, for me, this um, a, a metaphor, you know, it, it, I said to Tommy and Jeffrey in the first meeting, um, I have this feeling like we should make architecture Um, through books. And I don't know Mm. what that means, but wouldn't it be so cool to have this thing that was like spiraling around and like, you Mm -hmm. know, went in and out and around the bookshelves. And they said, well, that sounds really cool. And Tommy was like, well, if you're going to make like a bookworm, it should have some kind of meaning other than beauty and decor. Mm -hmm. And so he said, what if it was a timeline of theater history? So it's actually a (laughs) timeline starting back um, in ancient Theater, ancient Greeks, Uh and it it travels twenty four hundred and ninety years in chronological order. Wow! um, And it's around thirty five hundred pounds, one hundred and forty feet long, and um, it it to me adds kind of whimsy and theatricality to the experience.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. When I walked in, it reminded me of this one bookshop I went to in Santorini, Greece, that was called the Atlantis Bookshop. And the book's kind of like, wow. I mean, yours is, it's incredible. But I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen anything so like imaginative in a bookshop in so long. And like, it just, it was really, really really stunning. And obviously like you're very much known for a lot of whimsy and a lot of your set designs. So it's great to have this like very European and functional bookshop, but on top of it, you are a, a dreamer and a theater maker, and it should it should have all of that. And. Well,
2: I mean, listen, people at, have been asking me, you know, what it's like to make a, a more permanent space, mm-hmm. and and the truth is, I, you know, Tommy and Lynn and Jeffrey and I have worked on a lot of different things. We've worked yeah. on film, TV, events, mm-hmm. um, obviously theater and uh, exhibitions together. And working on this was like working on anything else with them, highly creative, highly collaborative, Mm -hmm. theatrical. Practical, um, yeah. and you know they're incredible, incredible minds and thinkers and collaborators. And so, you know, when they said, "What do you think about?" I said, "Yes." You know, <laughs> yeah. would yeah. you want to do a? And I just said, "Yes."
0: You're like, correct. Oh, I yes, would of love course. to do. I would all love those to things. do that. Yes. Yeah. So you said that right now we're sitting in the Hamilton chairs. What does that mean? Yeah.
2: So we're actually <laughs> sitting in um, exact recreations of the, mm-hmm. um, the 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 chair that George Washington sits in during um, the rap battles. Uh, so this is the Washington chair and so you know listen we were th- yep. talked a lot about carving up spaces and to be and to hang out and to read and to discuss and we thought should we make yeah. something for like the true like theater geek you oh, know of yeah. which we all are sure, yeah, yeah. Um, you know and so, like, you know what let's give him a Hamill chair. <sighs>
0: You can't not, I, I really love that you did that because there are going to be so many people that come throughout this year, throughout this week, throughout, you know, the rest of time that are going to go, I know who created this place. There have to be Hamilton Easter eggs. Totally.
2: They have well, to exist. This is, a, this is a little big for, this is like a whole Easter basket. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is its own thing. But I always say like the gift wrapping is the best part of yeah. any kind of like gift. I, I put more time into like the ribbon and the paper of it all than the actual gift. I totally. feel like that's better. Um, so I know that when you visit the, specifically the Beetlejuice set, yeah. You kind of have this, like, Easter egg on the wall of, like, one of the establishing shots mm-hmm. um, from the movie. And I love that you kind of, like, pointed that out on your TikTok, which is also really great. Um, are there any pieces in here that you feel like are just for you as an Easter egg or for another theater person besides the chairs?
2: Well, I mean, there there are—there's 125 um, either vintage or recreation posters on the wall. And uh-huh. to me— Um, You know, a lot of this collection was given to Tommy by the late, great theater agent um, Gilbert Parker. And, um, you know, that was really beautiful and meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so each one of these posters sort of tells a very specific story, not just in its provenance of what the show was, but where it came from and then Mm -hmm. who it was handed down to. And um, so that, to me, it's like when I look at all of these things, they're, you know, very different and beautiful. There's also two Hirschfelds that we have um, from the Hirschfeld Foundation. And so, you know, in a way, the whole thing is a version of that because Mm. we're we're building... we're building this world and then people are going to come in and make it their own. And I can't wait for people to like mess it up and have, you know, and and, like live (laughs) in it and will tell their own stories. Yes, of course. Like, you know, I was saying to Tommy this morning, as we were walking through the space, I I can't wait for people to be like sitting on this carpet and you know, just to like reading a book, thumbing through something, you know, Mm -hmm. a a libretto or something just feels like I can't wait for Writing their next
0: Hamilton. Totally. That's,
2: that's my hope for the space. My hope for the space is that we, um, you know, that the next Lynn and Tommy show mm-hmm. up and find their way here and meet here yeah. and, um, you know, create some incredible artistic endeavors together.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also like such a romantic space, too, because you're going to have people posting like, this is where we had our first coffee date and this is where we met. And uh, I can't wait because I always hear that stuff about like schmackeries and other shows and stuff. And this is going to be the next. This is where we met. So I, love I hope that.
2: so. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's 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 beautiful. And I'm so excited to rummage through all of these and, and go to midnight you know speak jams whatever like it's it's gonna be awesome so yeah. thank you so much for of talking course. to me thank this you. is really lovely and i can't wait to creep on every part of this space It's good gonna be great. well
2: ex- explore and enjoy <laughs> yeah
0: thank you sure Thanks again for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You get the news before everybody else. It's totally worth it. You can find me all the time on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt.
0: Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow.